0: Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. This week on Sci-Fi Talk, my episode number eight, we kick things off with Sylvia DeFonte talking about her role in Warrior Nun.
1: Uh, had reasons and motivations to be grateful and protect the institution, not just because of her faith, but because of the structure that was able in the past to protect her. So that was my family. But then I also had my girls that I trained. So that was my 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 uh platform, you know, where my so my my feet were walking where my girls were walking. My head was, you know, my eyes and my, my part of my brain was paying attention to the vertical structure that I had to take care of as well. The focus was mainly about uh, the objective and um, the objective is taking care of the warrior nun, taking care of the halo. From season one to season two, there's, there's a big transition because of what happens. And uh, so the stakes are really high yeah, and at a point, it's about choosing where to, where to stand.
0: Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. And this also kicks off Sci-Fi Talk Spring Specials. And we started off the week with Bruce Campbell. Tuesday had a trio of short films on the red carpet at the Tribeca Film Festival. And on Wednesday, we looked back on Twilight's 10th anniversary. And Thursday had The Truth About Killer Robots. Friday concluded with my episode, Trends on Artificial Intelligence. Wednesday's interview was with de DeLima, book editor and coach. What do you think is the most common mistake that, especially first-time writers make?
2: Show, don't tell, which everybody hears, but there is this tendency to want to just share everything that you know about this character and everything about your world-building And instead of integrating it throughout the manuscript or letting the character reveal that about themselves, or the other characters can reveal it about a character also, it just becomes this like paragraphs and paragraphs of narrative. And that can be really boring to the reader, even though obviously it's interesting to you and you're the one who came up with this world and these characters. So of course you find them fascinating and you want to share everything that you come up with, but... The best way to do it is to do it piece by piece and not just overload your reader all at once with a giant block of information.
0: Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. When you get a, a manuscript, you go through it and then I guess you spend, how much time do you actually spend with your client kind of going through it and then they go off and they write again and then it comes back to you again? How much, just that first step after the initial pass, how much time does that usually take?
2: On my end for the first pass, I usually ask for at least one month and I read each manuscript three times before I send it back. So the first time I'm going through it as a reader, because I like to know where does the pacing stall, do I feel satisfied with this conclusion, that sort of thing. And I make notes as I go along also, but more like a beta reader would. Then I go through and I edit any of the small things that might be distracting me from the larger developmental issues. And then I go through it again a third time, and I'm much pickier on that third round. And I also have all the notes that I wrote during my second round when I was first reading it as an editor. And I go back in and I integrate all of those and make comments as to why the notes are there, why this suggestion is being made. Because I never want the author to feel like I'm, you know, browbeating them about you should do this thing and this is how it is. I want them to understand why this suggestion is there. And then I leave it up to the author for how long it takes them to return it because I don't ever want to impose a deadline upon them that may be completely arbitrary. And I'd rather see them feel fulfilled with what they're able to get out of it and then turn it into me instead of, well, I rushed through, I'm still not really happy with chapter three, for instance, because I knew I had to get this back to you in four days, and so I just really pushed myself to do it. And I never want to be that person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I hear you there. Friday concluded with my second episode on The Arrowverse, on The Flash, Season 1. Starting us off is The Flash himself, Grant Gustin. Will he be leading his own team as implied in the pilot episode as Barry was in a coma for a reason I won't share just yet.
3: Um, Well, he definitely needs... I mean, if he woke up from the coma and was just by himself, I don't think it would go very well, so he definitely needs them right now. But as Barry's kind of stubborn because he's always done his own thing a little bit. He's always been an outcast, and now he has these friends, but... They're his powers, and I think he's gonna be—he's gonna let them kind of drive the car for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, he—he he may, may end up becoming the team leader because he's incredibly bright. Uh, they all are, though. And but he also is stubborn, so I think sometimes he's gonna not listen to their advice. <laughs> what do you want the writers to do? You mentioned that they're—they're they're your powers. They're the flash team yeah. powers. Yeah. And the Flash has—you know—we've got to see him run fast. There's a lot of stuff that the Flash can do. Yeah. So what do you hoping? We can incorporate some time travel sooner rather than later. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, we've teased it um, with, with Harrison Wells' character. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I hope we can start to develop that more sooner rather than later. I mean, that, that would present an endless possibility for storylines. So,
0: Have you seen the Flash trailer for the movie? Oh, my God. It looks great. Anyway, that is Episode 8 of This Week on Sci-Fi Talk. Until next time, this is Tony Tolado.